Is it, wait, is it a boy or girl? It's a Keebler elf. It's a Keebler elf, okay, got it. It's February 7th, 2024, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 177. Opening and closing, very big doors. I'm Abel Kirby. And crafting till I drop, I'm cold acid. Not shopping, crafting. Are you crafting? Are you crafting yourself or are you like enslaving pocket monsters to do that? No, it, it's entirely something different. I'm dragging things onto each other to craft yet new things. Okay, this sounds kind of kinky. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will talk things? more about it. This is this is actually one of the things I'm bringing up for today's show. Well, but you, yeah, it's uh, it's. I'm intrigued. It's a, game, it's a browser <laughs> game. Oh man. Well, I want to start out with a shout out. Can we sh can we shout someone out at the beginning of the show? Sure. Who are we shouting out? We're shouting out Reserve, home of fine wine and spirits, who's listening apparently on their PA system today. <laughs> seriously? Yeah, seriously. Now, I would be careful. There's a guy who. I, I, yeah. There's a I guy there named Chris. The customers. <laughs> there's a guy named. They, they, I think he's an FBI informant. You, I'd be careful of him. I wouldn't trust him with the money. Honestly, uh, I think he you should. Uh, yeah, just be careful of that guy. All right. Yeah. We got some stuff going on. Um, man, all this tech news. We got the Taylor Swift crap. I don't know how deep we want to get into that. Um, the less deep you are into Taylor Swift, the better. That's the way I see it. I got some Neo Leo says. Man, I got some cruise stuff. I've been I've been on this cruise bit for a little bit. We know, we didn't get it in the last show, but I wanted to talk about that. The cruising. Yeah. Cruising for coups. <laughs> Maybe not quite that. Do you, do you remember if we got the if we read out these boosts last week from Boobery? Um, I don't. You're gonna have to lead on that because I'm having some node problems. Uh, I saw that you do have a new node address. Yeah, I, I that's just the Albi one. I my my uh my actual Raspberry Raspberry Blitz is down, so and it's not. So they give you they give you ones now, like so that you're not doing like the the special six nine six nine six nine an email address thing. I have no idea. I just I emailed them and they told me here's your number. That's huh, all I got. Okay. So and it looks like a pub key. So we'll see if it works or not. But I'll, I don't have time to check into it now. So you're on your own for boostograms. I can't help at all. I don't see anything. All right. Well, <laughs> there were two. There were two that came in like right at the end last week. And I don't remember if we read them or not. Oh, let's do it. Do it again. Double shout out. All right. Fine. Okay. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Seventeen seven hundred seventy six uh, sats from Booberry at uh, seven minutes to eight uh, during last night or last week's show. And he said, Nick, the rat still has one of my favorite VTube like personas. That rat gift puppet he made. I adore it. <laughs> okay. Sound familiar. Yeah, we heard that one. That's great, though. I I like love the the Nick yeah. the Rat, the Nick the Rat. And the other the other one the other one sounds sounds like it's gonna be useful for for his ongoing podcasting. Uh, sent in another sixty six sixty six sat saying, "I'm thinking I'm I need a big dick power supply for the rest of these lead decoders I got. There's like six here, lol. Gonna light this motherfucker up. Even found some wireless DMX dongles hanging out in a box. Nice. Those DMX dongles are awesome. Uh, I don't have... I think, I think he's trying to build a, like, a, a sign for when somebody, like, boosts, uh, 
Boosie's show? Yeah, I've been talking with Boobery uh, about DMX lighting. Uh, it's a it's a standard for a differential control um, that lets you address different lighting devices and pass basically values to them. So you can you know uh, it could control a motor, it can con- control a dimming or something. It can do all kinds of things depending on uh, depending on what the hardware is capable of. So it's just. A, a sort of universal the automation of a digital sign. I don't know about the pixels of a digital sign. That sounds like the wrong application for it. But um, it's in general, it's just a it's a lighting automation uh, standard. So it's pretty mm. awesome if you if you get some lights that actually run off from it, then you can have them control via computer to blink or change color or do whatever. It's very cool. Or play play. Uh- play uh play an ice so whenever uh whenever a boost comes in that's the idea i think um it's very wizards of winter remember wizards of winter yes that was (laughs) they had those christmas trees that were all every fucking winter man (laughs) end up watching that every single winter at my brother's place when we're having like our december gaming session and it's like we're breaking for food right so we're all sitting around on the couches in front of the tv in my bro uh-oh you, you got a little tend to always put that or a similar video on right and so we're just sitting there eating our slices of pizza or burritos or whatever we ordered this time watching the lights blink to the music okay i've got a burrito story for you it's just from today it's ohio there's a gas station here. Ooh. Occasionally, I get a burrito from a breakfast burrito, and they've been okay, but they just changed the the cook. Like they had a guy who knew how to put a breakfast burrito together, and now there's some kid there, and he doesn't know what the hell a burrito is. Probably never left Ohio, so I I go and I look, and it's wrapped up in in the uh, thermal foil, but it's like a square. Burritos are tube shaped. I'm just checking cold acid. Is it true that burritos are tube shaped? What? Yeah. He had it, 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 it was like a lump. They're tube-shaped. It's like you put all the burrito filling in the middle of the, of the tortilla, and then you just kind of fold it over into a lump. That's what he did. It was absolutely stupid. So I complained. I didn't buy any. I just bitched about it. And I was making oh, fun of him like, to the cashier. So I think I shamed him because I came in the next day, and I saw the, uh, they made all the burritos tubular-shaped this time, so... I guess it was kind of my my Karen moment complaining to the the help, but <laughs> <laughs> but for God's sake, a burrito is a tube shape. Evil Karen, you cannot make a, a burrito it'll, that's a lump. Come on, I told I basically said something like, uh, "Hey, you should go down to New Mexico and maybe learn what a burrito looks like." Right. Something something to that effect. So I was kind of mean, but it seemed to to have worked. So <laughs> no no regrets. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Well, um, I got some tech news. The story from the Sun about NYPD. All right, they fired their robot. Oh yeah, the the subway RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, this stupid pod-looking yep. thing. Speaking of, uh, yeah, it looks it looks like a giant robotic bean. <laughs> yeah, this thing is. Speaking of mal-shaped things today, that burrito uh, has nothing on this. Sp- stupid robot it looks like a capsule that you get out of um you know you put a couple quarters in a machine and turn it a gotcha pawn like, like yeah a gotcha it's it's a gotcha toy what the yeah. fuck it looks like it's the kind of thing that would open up at the end of the movie and like the deformed kind of evil enemy would crawl out of it 
Jeez. So this is Mayor Eric Adams announced that AI-backed security robots are coming to uh, New York City. And uh, then I, I hope they realize that it was a stupid waste of money. <laughs> and it makes them look absolutely retarded. So uh, I, I, I'm not sure they quite reached that level of self-awareness, but uh, they did decide to discontinue the stupid program. So. Well, I mean, what what can you do? What can you do with a robot that you know, like, it's supposed to, it's supposed to stop crime. It can't go upstairs or downstairs. Yep. So all all you need to all you need to do if if you commit a crime in the subway is like you know, take five steps up a stairwell and you're safe. It reminds me of that screeching machine that they had at the um, the grocery stores in England. We talked about a couple weeks ago. It's just a machine. It has some cameras and it and it has an alarm if you walk in the wrong zone. And uh, it's just that's all it does. It kind of records you and it makes a loud noise. Uh, just, yeah, it's it's kind of sad, kind of yeah. pathetic. Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? Oh well, the pictures. Even the even the even the subway workers were saying like they need real cops, not toys, down there. Yeah, I'm posting the pictures uh, in the chat so that everyone can see it. It's the thesun.com uh, article. The-sun. Interesting URL. Yep. Um, we also, thing. In, in other useless tech news, uh, there's been this Apple Vision Pro kind of staged um, sightings of it all over the, the country. Have you noticed these being popularized on social media? I, I saw I saw the picture of the homeless person surrounded by drug paraphernalia wearing one. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that was a shoop, but uh, you, I mean, given, given, given Apple's based in California and what we know about California, it could very well be real. The sheer amount of fakeness around these videos of the of people using it in the wild is absolutely astonishing. They have just the most obviously staged, like guys walking through the street, swoop, swooping things around their head in front of them, like, like that no one ever acts like. If you've seen anyone actually use this thing, they don't act like that. He's acting like an actor <laughs> who's trying to play it up for the camera, who he knows is there, right? It's uh, the it's a plague, honestly. Um, that the 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 technology is kind of annoying enough by itself. The fact that they have to play it up. Uh, with these dishonest, you know, it's it's like yeah. stage stupid shit. There's nothing new about it either. I mean, I mean, the only real difference between this and Hololens is it's a lot smaller and lighter in weight. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, it's pretty annoying. And if I hear the word spatial, the phrase spatial computing, it's it just sounds you're gonna, so. You're gonna dumb. you're gonna smack a bitch. Yeah, like, I know. That's my my smacker is ready to go. <laughs> right next to my jar top. Man. Uh, we had uh, Neo Leo says. I got a Neo Leo says. I'm dumping everything at once here. Yeah, you're dumping it. You're not, you're not giving me a chance to bring my stories up. Yeah, why don't you get, I do have get one in some. there? Get one in there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you don't want to talk about the Taylor Swift drama. Uh, I do want to bring up some drama, though. Okay. Not necessarily about Taylor Swift, although I will mention that I heard on the radio at the beginning of this week that there were accusations that her whole relationship with that football player is just one big kayfabe for uh, for getting more attention to the NFL. 
I've, and that uh, and that like the NFL Commissioner Act actually like do a press conference that sounded incredibly scripted, uh, saying that no, there is no kayfabe happening here. They're like legit in love and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that I found that I found pretty amusing. I wish I could find an article about it, but I can't. But they did play it on the morning show that I listened to on the radio. Yeah. Anyway, for the actual drama, a uh, a VTuber was fired just recently, and it turns out that there is uh, some black company shit going on here. Uh-oh. Well, have company. you ever heard of Niji Sanji? No. No? Okay, so it's this, it's this VTuber agency in Japan, and they have... They have an English side as well, right? Niji Sanji EN, as like a lot of the well-known Japanese ones do now. Anyway, they fired one of their talents, Selen Tatsuki, uh, with claims that with claims that like uh, not paying for uh, for like things that were commissioned for her streams, which the people who were commissioned to do this stuff are like. No, that's not the case. She was actually paying us directly when you fuckers wouldn't. Uh, saying that uh, saying that there were other things, like uh, that they had to disable a music video uh, because because she didn't have the rights for it, despite the uh, despite the owner of the uh, of the music saying, "No, no, she's clear for this. You guys are clear for this." Uh, yeah, so it turns out that. She'd actually been, uh, she'd actually, like, been hospitalized after, like, the, like, bullying and toxic work environment uh, pushed her to the point of a suicide attempt. Really? And then they're, like, saying, oh, no, there's, she wasn't being bullied. The other, the others were just, like, trying to help her uh, stay within our guidelines with, you know, bullshit, bullshit, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so it there are a lot of people pissed off at Niji Sanji right now. Uh, they're actually a traded company, apparently, and uh, yeah, any color. Uh, they dropped like huge uh, value uh, since the since the announcement. Mm. Going from what was it? They went from uh, yeah, they. They dropped over 500 yen in two days. That's the 13, 13% drop in value. Uh, per, that is usually that is share. usually a bad sign. Yeah, per share. Okay, just because 500 is, yen is not a lot. I'm just No, but I mean, 13% is a lot. It is. It's not, it's not, like, it's not like these companies that are, that are doing VTubers are like Sony and Nintendo where it's like, a single share is over a hundred U.S. dollars, right? Right. right. These guys, these guys are what you'd call penny stocks. <laughs> penny so stocks. when you when you drop when you drop like five dollars worth per share, you are in the shit. Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is this isn't the like they were already under fire uh, because their English branch management seem to be fucking up and getting rid of English talent way too quickly. You know, when when a uh, when a VTuber 
leaves the agency. It's called a graduation. I've got the finger quotes going on. Yeah, I've heard right? this before. And they're, yes, and they're graduating their talent uh, far too quickly, apparently. So, yeah, the the VTuber community, like other VTubers and, uh, and the content creators who power them, are all, are all standing up for selling. Um, uh, apparently, there's rumors that there may be more dirt coming out of Niji Sanji from other performers in the near future. But yeah, I if I had money in any color incorporated, I would be fucking pulling it out fast because these fuckers are these fuckers are only digging their grave deeper. Jeez, what kind of person do you think invests in a VTuber company? Anyone who thinks they can make a uh, make a buck out of it. I don't think most investors are probably not investing in these companies in the long term. They're going like, "Hey, these guys are about to do a new run of uh, like of talent. They're going to be doing like you know they do auditions, right? And they're and like the investors are betting on one of them is going to be a breakout, right?" And then the stock's going to go up, and they'll sell, right? And they'll have a nice little tidy profit. Those who are in it long term, I mean, are probably are probably like ownership companies, holding companies. I, li- I like the idea of, as Serpent puts it, day trading VTubers. Uh, that's pretty fun. So you're getting into this a little more seriously than I than I was picking up. Oh last fuck! Week. I'm falling down the rabbit hole, dude. <laughs> This is, is this a this friend change of, in... This friend of mine who introduced me to them, I'm actually hoping that we can get him on our show next month, but he wants to take care of a couple identity things before coming on himself. I see. Just yeah. gotta make sure you're unrecognizable before you talk about VTubers in public. <laughs> is it something to that effect? Oh well, shit, man, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about maybe... Maybe if I had, like, if I had decent internet here instead of, like, DSL, I actually have fiber, I I think I would actually start, you know, streaming games and have, like, a little little puppet of myself, uh, well, based off, based off of one of my avatar images, not... What, the big not brother one, based maybe? based on my real appearance <laughs> or making me into, like, an anime girl or something. What, what's your uh, current avatar image? Uh, remind me. Uh, for, for certain sites, I've got this, I've got this, like, uh, robot monster face that, uh, that goes back to when I was back my gamedev.net days. <laughs> so that would be your, uh, your puppet of yourself. And that would yes, just be the cold ass V2. Be the ice, be the, be the ice cyber devil. The ice cyber devil. Jeez. Yeah. What kind of stuff would you do? Uh, indie games, uh, uh, rants every so often, karaoke. Okay. <laughs> Nam s- says in the chat says you should be Jay Peterson. I'm not going to be Jay Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Peterson. I'll, I'll be I'll be Peter Jordanson. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I've thought about that. I'm just totally done with social media for a while. I'm still in my um, checking out some Noster stuff. I still well, it's not, hop on I there, mean, look around. YouTubing isn't really social media. Oh, right? I, I put it in the same category. It's it's you have to interact with people. You don't necessarily have to. It it helps. It definitely helps build and maintain an audience if you do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we do the same thing here with uh, with Rare Encounter. 
we see what people are saying in the chat and stuff and if people boost, right? And we bring stuff up because of all of that. We're interacting with our audience here. Let's the see. Only, the only difference between us and VTubers is that we don't have cute anime avatars for ourselves on a video while we podcast. Mm, but we could fix that easily. If we both had better internet connections, sure. I wonder if there's a way to offload that. Like, maybe we could get someone else to produce a video of you and, like, run the puppet from a different server. So we would do the podcast like normal, and there'd be some third party. Maybe we'd get boobery, you know. Uh, who can run a puppet? Does anyone know how to run a puppet out there? Well, the the thing is, the puppet the puppets are generally done with, uh, with mocap stuff, right? Oh, they can do it themselves. It'll, it'll work out fine. Like they'll just they'll just mimic what they think you're doing. Okay, so I have I have this program on Steam, right? It's called Face Rig. Okay. Have you ever heard of Face Rig? Uh, is this a, one of these 2.5D tracking things? It it can do it can do like live 2D. It can yeah, do live 2D. Uh, simple, simpler simpler puppets. It can do 3D models. Last I checked, mm-hmm. and how it works is right. The camera's on your face. And, and it's got like some sophisticated code to like determine where's your eyes, where, where's, where's your mouth, where's your nose, all this stuff. Right. And it, so it'll actually like, you know, it'll track your eyes and it'll move the eyes on the puppet. It'll widen or, or narrow your eyes based on like, if you're squinting or you're, or not. Right. Move, move the lips around appropriately, things like that. If you're moving around in your chair back and forth, right, it'll, the puppet will move with you sort of thing. Mm. It sounds like uh, something that happened on the, the Kinect for Xbox uh, 14 years ago. You could do something like that with a Kinect. And there's actually, there's actually a VTuber who, who uses, like, pretty much a full mocap setup, has, like, the little little capture little capture things in every corner of the room and has like the little balls on the wrists and everything and on the, <laughs> right oh and, right and yeah. like and like actually moves around the room and you can see her like moving about uh does most of her recording in VR chat actually never never played with VR chat myself i've seen the videos of people harassing each other on VR chat and i think that's pretty funny uh, people going in as yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog and and or, uh, oh, just... no, as, as Uganda Knuckles or as Knuckles, Uganda Knuckles. Do you know the way? Into clicking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I di- I did watch the Sonic Two movie. Uh, I may have mentioned to you before. I am disappointed in the uh, the fact they didn't include that kind of meme in the Sonic uh, movie franchise. In fact, well, they, sh- I mean, they I should mean, have had put Knuckles more isn't even supposed to show up until the third, right? I know. It's like they do it on purpose, huh? They just can't. They just can't stick to the the original pattern. They have to do something fucking weird. You know, sometimes it works when they do something weird. I mean, okay, look at, look at the Deadpool movies. Nah, those of course, of course that works because it's Deadpool. That uh, I laughed at the first Deadpool movie. I didn't think it was the best movie I ever saw or anything. It's or even a, a particularly good comedy. I mean, it had some funny parts, but I, it wasn't uh, wasn't even memorable to me. It was just kind of and in, in there, some of the jokes he was telling were like jokes that I'd heard, you know, ten years ago. So I'm like, geez, well, I mean, I write mean, some new shit. When you think when you think about it, Deadpool is like the OG meme character. 
Yeah, but he's also annoying, and the people that's who like him too of, much get annoyed. That's part of the fun of him from, like, the comic book days onwards. I don't know. It's I was thinking about this in the shower today. Uh, some things just don't stand the test of time. Um, it, it, it's kind of like if you're an annoying like moron you could get away with that in the 90s or 2000s like like after you have vtubers and you know personalities i'm not going to include vtubers just say personalities you can watch stream online and talk about stuff that are kind of likable people um that are entertaining and interesting and they're not just just total jerk offs you can't go back and watch like howard stern on e and be like, oh yeah this is good shit it's like no it does it's absolutely terrible and i think there's some of that with um i don't know i think there's some of that effect going on where you can't go back people know better now, now. i i see what you're saying there but i mean i am one of those annoying retards so <laughs> it's like sometimes you go back and listen to to old music from the 90s, you holy shit, this was bad. And sometimes you go back and it's it's really good, but it's, you know... Most of it's stuff- really good, but then then I go back, I listen to... I listen to Counting Crows after after <laughs> hearing... After hearing uh, Carolyn Blaney and John <laughs> Fletcher doing their, doing their imitations and parodies ahead of their show, Hog Story, and it's like... I actually liked listening to this. Yeah. This is this is silly. This is back, you know, this is, again, the era where Adam Duritz is just trying as hard as he can to make Howard Stern feel something. He's just trying. He's got to put all that emote, emote into it. He's just trying to make him feel something. <laughs> uh, it's hard I'm to do. i say something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, should, should we run down the podcast before I talk about some games? Yeah, let's run down the podcast. Speaking of Hog Story with John and Carolyn, they had Hog Story 389, Give a Party. That was recorded Tuesday rather than Monday. Yeah, have- there were technical difficulties that were really bad on uh, on Monday. And like eventually, eventually they gave up and I went and watched more VTubers. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, lot of that going around. Um, they're... Usual, uh, usually followed by Behind the Schemes. That was on Monday with Boober and Lavash. They did season one, episode one eighty eight. Cornwallis in a corn Cornwallis in a cave. Uh, that was Monday you night. Never heard of Cornwallis? Corn was that a t- historical figure from, um, geez, uh, England, Scotland? Yeah, f- from from like the uh, American War of Independence or Cornwallis. Yeah, Cornwallis. He was the one who surrendered at Yorktown. Okay. I, Don't you know your own history? <laughs> you can't pull that shit on me. It's, uh, I knew who he was. I knew I, he was I like British. what Uber said in chat. Just, uh, we kicked his ass. I, I, I got his uh, nationality right. Yeah. I kind of, I, I'm vaguely aware of this guy. But, uh, yeah. This is like when people say, oh, you know, uh, you people, the, the Earth is flat. And if you want to uh, disagree, they say, well, you know, how many kilometers between here and the moon? And you say, well, I don't know off the top of my head. You don't even know your own model. You tell me it's like that kind of shit, right? Yeah, well, we it's know pol- we know the Earth isn't flat. It's concave. <laughs> yes, it is. It's uh, it's like a positive lens that you're on the inside of. <laughs> new deep lore new deep lore man i had some 
there's a really great story by Arthur C. Clarke, which imagined a, um, it's kind of like a, uh, not me. It's like a fantasy. It feels like a fantasy kind of realm where they're riding around on horses, and but it's not a lot of magic or anything. It's just there's an industry and there's a guy and he's trying to get to the uh, to the edge of the um, the world. And if I remember right, there's a big wall there, and they end up going and he wants to see what's on the other side. So they get to this Was way out the. Well, <laughs> something like that. And anyway, he spends all this time, you know, getting to the top of the wall, and then he walks across it. And on the, the as he gets to the other side, he's just back at the same place, and it's because he's on a Mobius strip. And uh, it, spoiler alert: <laughs> seventy years later, or whatever, however long it's been, but the uh, the world in that that they live in is actually uh, this continuous one sided shape, like a Mobius strip. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. I've always enjoyed that. I wish I remember the name off the top of my head. Mobius strips are pretty cool. Yeah. A single-sided shape. Yeah. So do, where do, were we do, with the podcast again? Okay, podcast. Grumpy Old Ben's with Ryan and Darren had an episode 245 very recently, and it, it was called Name You Shall Not Speak. Bowl After Bowl with Lurie and Spencer did. Bowl After Bowl 297. Thought I ordered a motorcycle, and we had Dad's Anime Podcast, episode 135, the Winter 2024 Review, and that's where you get all your anime news. Not on Rare Encounter, we don't do anime on here, except when we do. Uh, I also want to add an abs and a six-pack. I was listening to that earlier today. Uh, they had a uh, episode that was basically a fish tank review. Uh, I believe the title of it was called Fish Talk. Uh, fish talk cool fish talk uh all you ever wanted to know about that the the punk reality show fish tank which was kind of fun i i did follow that when it was when it was going on uh i don't know if i can get into a season three everyone wants to talk about what's the season three when's it starting and all that it's like that's too early man i gotta take a break i can't do this shit all the time yeah got got gotta 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 pad it out Gotta have like a a, se- a season's worth of anime first. Oh, can I can I jump on a topic just because it fits in with Fish Tank? Sure. I have sort of the alternate version of Fish Tank, and it's a story that I was unaware of. It's an audio clip. Are you ready? Sure. Play it. Right, here we go. Here's part one. Jump aboard with me now. We're hitting the high seas for some high drama on a nine-month-long world cruise which has captivated social media audiences for the the past six weeks or so. Videos documenting and dissecting this cruise have been viewed more than 370 million times on TikTok as passengers and land-bound punters alike try and make sense of this ship's shenanigans. Aussie comedian Christian Hull has been reporting on the cruise from uh, the outside looking in, and in just a few weeks he'll be jumping aboard this ship when it docks in Brisbane. Uh, Christian, the thought of being trapped on a boat for nine months quite honestly sounds like living hell <laughs> to me. Also, can I, I'm going to stop here and just mention this laugh? Yeah, that that, that was, <laughs> that was like a fucking Joker sort it's, of laugh. Like this guy's cracked. I thought he sounded like a Keebler elf. <laughs> <laughs> just giggling. But it just, there's nothing funny happening. This is, but if you haven't figured out, this is this Australian uh, NPR that I've been uh, referred to on the show a few times. Let's just hear that one more time. Honestly, sounds like living hell <laughs> to me. But yeah. have I misunderstood this? And, and so I like the contrast of him talking about living hell and the guy just laughing at it. I mean, what is the the core of people's fascination 
with this nine-month-long global cruise. All right. Cold Acid, were you aware that there's a nine-month-long global cruise going on? I was not. <laughs> Neither was I. And uh, it's something. The I, I have some things I can say about cruises, though. Yeah, what do you think about cruises? You, you're a let's, cruiser, let's, right? No, you just, fin- you just finish this first, and then we'll get back to that. All right, well, uh, here's clip two. There's a little bit more going on, and uh, I just thought this whole situation was amusing. There's been some pretty wild stories coming out of this cruise. Uh, <laughs> battles between... God, the laughing again. ...bruise influences... Uh, and regular passengers, there was a booze drought, something that you probably don't want to hear when you're in oh, the no. middle of the ocean on a holiday. Oh. Uh, there was even some fraternal... They need the reserve to uh, send them some <laughs> booze. They get a booze drought on the cruise. Organization, we might say. What's been your favourite tale so far? Um, my highlights have definitely been... Uh, the cabin fever, like you watch these creators, they're so unhinged, you know, five weeks in and the content they're making is like they're stressing for the fact that the Diet Coke ran out and we're watching them just like lose their minds. Okay, so this is a story about the cruise and they bring on the Keebler, the Keebler elf is what I'm calling him now, <laughs> to talk about it and the description of what's going on the cruise. Everyone has cabin fever. All the influencers are going mad over the fact they ran out of Diet Coke. Diet Coke. What what bizarro <laughs> world is happening here? My highlights have definitely been uh, the cabin fever. Like you watch these creators, they're so unhinged. Creators. Yeah. You know, five weeks in and the content they're making is like they're, they're stressing for the fact that the Diet Coke ran out and we're watching them just like lose their minds and they stopped at a port in Argentina and the first thing one of them did was go to the local store and buy some Diet Coke and then ration it out. To oh, my person. God. We, I wanted a Diet Coke and so I went to the store and bought one. Christ, what is this? It's it's influencer battle royale on a boat. Yeah. Just, and so it's just sort of stuff that I guess we take for granted that's so thoroughly entertaining. It's like I like to think of it as the modern day Big Brother. You know, but there's there's no producers. Everyone's left to their own devices, and it's kind of real and authentic. And uh, another thing that I think is fascinating is, like, I guess the they stopped off in Antarctica, and because they weren't allowed to get off the boat, they just they just went in, grabbed a hunk of iceberg, brought it back on the ship, took it up the elevator, and like dropped it on the deck, and people and people got photos with it. <laughs> okay, cold acid. I have a question for you. This is what made me want to take the clip in the first place. I was listening to this on my drive home. Uh, how did they get the ice without getting off the ship? I'm I'm a little concerned by this uh, paradox. Okay, so something something interesting about cruise ships is that they actually have in the hull uh, doors big enough to drive a forklift through. And these are these are like I don't know maybe maybe 10 15 feet above the waterline when the ship's fully loaded. And the whole point of it is is that you can like you can drive you can like drive in the supplies, uh drive out the empty pallets, right? Uh whenever whenever you stop to to restock things. Uh, well, like everybody's going and doing their day trips at whatever island you've landed at. 
And so these can also be used for, for places where there is no safe place for the ship to dock uh, to allow people to transfer to and from pilot boats to go to land and back, right? Okay. And there's and so therefore you can actually open these up uh like whenever you're stopped in the middle of the sea and there is usually there's usually going to be like a a couple of launches that can be launched out of out of those doors uh for crew use. I'm sorry, launches well. you got me with launches. Sorry, a launch <laughs> is like the is like a little portable boat that you carry on a bigger boat i was just imagining people like getting launched i was just yeah. like not not like a not like boom, a life raft you know? right but rather generally they're like open they're like open hole and stuff right and so yeah you could probably rig something up like that you you lower the launch right uh the crew in it they go grab they grab a big chunk of ice haul it on board head back head back over you use uh you use like a like uh, you know the the like a crane thing, right? To to pull it up and bring it back into the ship, and then like do the same for the launch itself, right? And then yeah, uh, for the size for the size where a couple of people are carrying it around the ship, like it's not going to be that big a chunk, vice. I see. Anyways, right? So they go down to these doors and then somehow get a piece of ice, sea ice out, carry it up to the um maybe on a pallet yeah, they, jack they, they launch we... <laughs> the launch the people in the launch grab the ice bring it onto the launch they unlaunch the launch with the ice they yeah. carry the ice up and they throw it on the deck and all the influencers take pictures with the ice yeah uh, because the ice is the true influencer so they, they <laughs> the uh the crew got sick of these influencers they said god we gotta get some ice to keep them busy for a for a while i can't catch a fucking <laughs> rest okay they're all bitching about the Diet Coke, guys. We got to do something. Like, that's so bizarre. <laughs> there seems to be sort of first world problems, and then there's like cru oh, cruising world problems. Definitely. Well, the cost of the cruise, I mean, it's definitely a first world problem, anything that happens on the ship. All right, Cold Acid. Second question. How much do you think this cruise costs? Um, Given what it costs, like a single person to go on like a seven-day uh, cruise in a well-populated part of the Atlantic, you know, like the Gulf of Mexico area. Okay. Um, I'm guessing it is somewhere in the, in the area of a quarter million dollars per person. A quarter million dollars? Okay, let's find out. Shit. Wow. It's, it's not shape. So all of this uh, attention on this ship uh, has led you oh, she says to it later, join later. Uh, in March when she, it comes she? to it. Is it, wait, is it a boy or girl? It's a Keebler elf. It's a Keebler elf. Okay, got it. Yeah. To dock in Brisbane. Uh, I, I assume you're not paying these extraordinary admission oh tickets, are you? Oh, my God. Do you want to know how much I just dropped for a 16-day ticket? We're going uh, Brisbane through to Bali and then up to Hong Kong. Oh, $16,000. $16,000 for 16 days. For 16 days. It's yeah. not, that's, that's not the nine month one. That's the, uh. No. No, I was thinking the nine month, the nine month cost is probably like a quarter million. Oh my God. But that's a lot per day. That's not oh a God, cheap yeah, vacation. It is. it is not a cheap vacation at all. How could you even afford that? 
Like, how does anyone do this? This is like some influencer. You've got to have an external source of money. So why are you on YouTube? It's like you have to be an independently wealthy influencer. So, for, so first of all, first of all, like the cruises that I know about are the ones that are like they're done in the Gulf of Mexico. The costs are a lot lower because pretty much every other day you've landed somewhere where you can uh, resupply nice and easy Right. And you're never you're never too far really from shore, even when you've got like this two day stretch of uh, of open sea between ports. Right. Uh, when you're when you're doing something like that, going from like Australia to Bali to uh, to fucking Hong Kong, you're going to be you're going to be dealing with much longer periods where you're not getting resupplied. And so you need to have more stock on hand at all times, mm -hmm. which brings up which brings up the cost, right? Yeah, it's still. I mean, I was looking at a couple. Uh, it, it was brought to my attention that there's such thing as a cut rate cruise, and th inside it, they're advertising. Oh, it's here's all the the fancy stuff we don't have. You know that you don't have to pay for it. It's like oh, we don't have oh, yeah, towel the cut, animals. The cut rate ones. You know, you know, you know where the cut rate cruises come from. People who can't, people who cancel their plans like within two months of the cruise. So you're actually, you're actually pretty much buying up somebody else's uh, bunks. Mm. The stuff I was seeing, it was advertised. Oh well, you don't need. To, there's no towel animals, so you're not paying for that, and you don't need to wear a suit to dinner. And it had all this, the list okay, of all the on chores most, on most cruises these days. You don't need to wear a suit to dinner. So anyway, I was, I was confused. Why would you go on vacation and wear a suit to dinner? First, uh, because okay, suits because are out of style. Nobody wears suits anymore. Tell that to the Navy. Tell oh, that geez. to the U.S. Navy. Tell that to the Royal Navy. They are very big on their formal traditions. Well, that's uniforms, uh, which include yeah. But well, no that count. That counts if you like. If you're if you're a uniformed officer and you're going on a cruise, you're not expected to bring a suit for any sort of like formal events on ship. You're expected to bring like your white tie uniform. Well, it's but people don't do that if you're a, you know, a guest. I'm not a Yeah, people people don't do that on like fucking carnival cruise lines. The the fucking the fucking frat boys of the sea. But what right? kind of cruise line do you think you're on? Where it's oh, you're on the the hoity-toity cruise line now? Oh, there are some. There are some like that. Yeah, that 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 is the reason people go on them Ugh. is because they keep with like the formalities and the in the traditions rather than being a bunch of fucking drunk twenty, thirty, and forty something. A bunch of influencers drinking all the diet coke. Yeah. Taking pictures of now, ice. Let me tell you something else about cruises. Now, you've never been on a cruise before, right? I've never been on a cruise. Okay, so if you ever go on a cruise, you will notice there are some events that happen with the same name repeatedly through the through the uh through the cruise. So there'd be <laughs> like something like, you know, like Edna's birthday, except that Edna's birthday is happening like on like five of the seven days of the cruise. It's actually code. Those sort of things are actually code is for it the orgy. Uh, yes, yes, they're they're like codes for like for like the gay hookups and for like 
yeah, the swapping parties. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So how do you what? Yeah. <laughs> did you go to Edna's birthday? No, I didn't go to any of those. I I was questioning like, what what are these what are these events that like seem to be at random times but repeatedly throughout the cruise to my then girlfriend who was the who was the one who was like the cruise hound and dragging me along on these things. And, uh, and yeah, she, she told me like, yeah, this is, these are the things like, so that the, so that the gays can hook up with each other for butt sex or for, or for couples who who are swingers to get together and, and swap, uh, husbands and wives. Shout outs to the reserve home of fine wine and spirits guys. I hope you're still listening. (laughs) I heard we're on the PA. That's what I was told. Oh man. Uh, I got a little more on the clip. Uh, you want to hear this elf talk to the end of it? Yeah. Here we go. Right. Oh, why? Why would I do that? The thing is, so when I started documenting this, it was just out of fascination to watch people over the course of the nine months because we're going to see this drama on TikTok for the next nine months. So hang on. So, so you ironically have been watching this cruise and yeah. now you have joined the cruise, ironically <laughs> or unironically? I just... <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I am so sick of this. It's the most irritating thing I've ever heard. Okay. It's a bit of both. Because I started being like, what idiots would ever do? Oh, it's uh, it's a bit of both. Uh, Both ironic and non-ironic. Ah! It's semi-ironic. Semi-ironic. I'm post-irony, guys. Because I started being like, what idiots would ever do this? Yeah, exactly. it, It was like watching my favorite TV show and getting to know all the characters and I like to call it the cast and crew and suddenly the opportunity presented itself where the boat stops down the road from me in Brisbane and someone said you should get on it. Don't get on the boat. Wait, don't stop. (laughs) Stay away from Brisbane. That's my tip to the boat. Don't let it on. Don't dock there. Go Go to New Zealand. Go somewhere else. Stay away. Stay away from Brisbane, guys. You don't want to pick anything up there. (laughs) <laughs> oh uh, god man all right that was it um i i was gonna clip one or two more stupid things in there i'm sorry for, sorry i wasn't targeted in my clipping uh the uh that's fine that gave us that gave us more to enjoy <laughs> the time got away from me here <laughs> i was trying to find a good sound effect for launch and i i just can't get a good one i mean i've got Oh, oh, you need like a sound, the sound of like 150 horsepower outboard. I'm trying to think of, well, when you said launch, I imagined like catapulting a person through through these uh, double doors. Well, that's not no, it. No, 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 no. Like a, a ship launch, you a know, ship like launch. It, it's like, it's like, it's oh. a boat that the ship carries with it. Right. I, I got one ship. Not launch. a lifeboat, but just like a ship, like a ship. Uh, a ship's launch is like a boat that the the crew can use uh, to get into places where the ship itself can't go. Right, a like bo- a boat within a boat. Yeah. So say say back in back in the age of sail, right? So you got like this huge fucking uh, like ship of the line, right? And you're you're taking it around the world because you're Captain Cook, right? And you wanna you wanna see what's going on in like fucking. Vancouver and Hawaii, <laughs> you wanna you wanna fucking like fuck or get killed by natives in Tahiti. Arr, right? I wanna see Vancouver. I wanna fucking get killed by natives in Vancouver. 
<laughs> right? And so, and so, like, you're going down to fucking, like, these little atolls in, like, the South Pacific, right? right. Well, you can't take the ship right up to the fucking islands because they got the fucking reefs around them, right? <laughs> Arr, who so put this fucking have... reef here? Arr! <laughs> Arr, my so boat can't get there! The draft is Fuck. too low! So what you have is a launch, right? It's this boat, yep. but it just sits on the fucking, it just sits on the fucking deck most of the time, but when you need it, right, you have the crew flip it over and put it into the water and a bunch, like an officer and a bunch of crew climb aboard and you row out to, to wherever and back. These days, these days they're motor launches, right? Because they got a fucking, they got a fucking like outboard motor on them instead of like people with oars. This is my boat sound effect. Apparently Very... this is the sound of a sailing dinghy. <laughs> Thanks BBC library. <laughs> going about, this one's going about, sailing dinghy going about. Uh, Going about where? We don't know. Ooh. But anyway, you get what I'm saying now, right? Arr. I hope. Arr. I, I, I do. All right. <laughs> As now the son of a son of a sailor, game. I get what you Is be putting down. Is it time for video games? It's time for video games. Let's do it. All <laughs> right. All right. So, yeah, let me tell you about Infinite Craft. Let me play you a jingle. Airhorn, airhorn, airhorn. All right, video games. Okay, Infinite Craft. That's the game I want to talk about. K R A F T. C R A F T. Uh. Neil dot fun slash Infinite Craft. Yeah, Serpent put the link in. I've been, I've been posting on Fetty like whenever, whenever I come up with, uh, with something that nobody had crafted before. So first discoveries. And so the whole game is like you you've got this big play field and you've got this you've got this sidebar of different things that you can craft with, right? You start off with water, fire, wind and earth. And what you do is you combine them uh, either with other things or with another of itself. Yep. And you get new things, right? So water and water gets you lake, right? I got it. I got water, a lake. Right. Yeah. Uh and so on, right? It's it's actually very addictive uh, because you start seeing what sort of weird shit can you come up with. I've I've come up with things like Rat King of Canada, <laughs> which was a first discovery. Zombat Kermit. Zombat which is like, Kermit. Yeah, which is like zombie Batman crossed with Kermit the Frog. Well, that's something I've never heard before. You did discover it. Yeah. Yeah, I discovered it. Uh... I've got Trump Godzilla. Okay. Right? Uh Sharkzilla. Sharkzilla. Sharkzilla, yeah. Uh and like all sorts of weird things. Um Warbicon on no on no authority social shared two of their first discoveries with me. The flying orgy and Chimmy Cangasm. Okay. Moo Moo on No Authority Social discovered the sand garage. <laughs> What's a sand garage? I, I'm assuming a a garage where you park your stand your sand. Okay. Cool. Servo Servo discovered the steampunk church fairy. That's an unusual one. I'm still on Moo Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> right, and so it's. It's a pretty, it's a pretty addictive game. 
And now that it actually like saves all the stuff that you've done, uh, when I first tried playing it, it didn't. So I've missed out on a few of my first few first discoveries. I see. But yeah, I've got things like I have first discovery, Cactuar of the Sea, uh, Werebot Wolf Cactuar. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, it's a cross between a Cactuar and a robotic werewolf. Okay. Uh, Warbicon also, also has discoveries, not first time discoveries, as far as I can tell, of, uh, sperm orgy, sweaty orgy, sodomy, and mile high club. So it, I find it to be, I find it to be pretty, pretty addictive. And I mean, uh, pretty much I would have had better... I would have had better preparation for today and we might have had more of a pre-stream if I hadn't been stuck uh, crafting things and playing VTuber videos. <laughs> Serpent says he's discovered Magikarp Detective. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's fun. Detective. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Now, there's another game I also want to mention that, that has been... I've seen a few times uh, being streamed lately. It's called The Exit Eight. Okay. And there's a, it's a it's a short uh, horror game, I guess you could say. Okay. You are you are le you've left the concourse of like a, a train station or subway station, and you need to reach Exit Eight, and so you're walking down this hallway. And you're walking down this hallway, and you're walking down this hallway, but there might be something different this time. Mm. And yeah, so what you got to do is, is... I just put some subway sound on, just so you know. Okay, yeah. Oh, so I've got a Toronto here's subway. You... Here's the Toronto subway. It's a, it's a liminal space, back rooms sort of thing, right? And so... You're walking down this hall, and there's, uh, you have four rules. Don't overlook any anomalies. If you find anomalies, turn back immediately. If you don't find anomalies, don't turn back to go out from exit eight. So yeah, you've got to pay, you got to pay attention. There's all sorts of things. Uh, and yeah, uh, some of them are actual jump scares. Some of them aren't. They're just creepy, but whenever you whenever you notice one of these things that's like different, you gotta turn you gotta turn back, or or something bad's gonna happen to you, or if it's not if something bad doesn't happen to you, it's going to reset you to the beginning anyway. Yeah, I've seen a number of these kind of games where you Walking just keep sims. going. Yeah, you walk through the same path over and over, but it changes a little bit every time. And my first. My favorite one uh, of recent was actually, um, it came out around Halloween when a lot of these things dropped, and it was called Burgers and Frights, if I remember right. Burgers and Frights? Yeah, where you have to bite, you're bicycling home from the burger joint in the middle of the night. I'm going to, I found it. I'm going to put it on, I think it's this one, Burgers and Frights. Yeah, and you bicycle on home. Donuts.itch.io? Yeah, I yeah. just posted it. It's a late night, and you are craving burgers. It's time to ride home. Burger and Frights is a short horror game which the player rides a bike through a dark forest. The game was inspired by games such as 
Rides with Strangers, and a certain horror movie by John Carpenter. The game is best played in <laughs> full screen mode. <laughs> full scream mode. Full scream mode, more like it. Controls. The game is controlled using the mouse and keyboard. The control scheme is displayed in game. Oh, thanks, game. Thanks for telling me what to do. <laughs> and and then yeah, you can see the screenshots. It's a very um kind of low bit depth texture. Um kind of yeah like dark like quake era sort of graphics yeah it's pretty cool except the lighting is better than quake era so the it's it's you know old textures old models but good lighting and i like that aesthetic it's much better the lighting models in those old engines sucked yeah well i mean the lighting the lighting in quake and quake 2 engines if you were using software renderer were pretty good but back in those days like OpenGL did not have much for for lighting support at that point, right? You had to you had, still had to calculate so much and you didn't have you didn't have like certain sort of lights available to you early on. And so there's a reason there's a reason why the best way to play Quake, the original Quake, was not with like the OpenGL driver but a uh, software renderer. Mm. Even then because it would it would actually give you even though you didn't have any real control over the resolution, it would actually give you uh, the best visual quality otherwise. When uh, I got to play Half-Life 2 for the first time, and in the Source Engine, they had a, you know, there's a flashlight, and that lighting model associated with the flashlight looked just miles ahead. It was it was like a huge leap forward from everything I'd seen before in any other shooter that I'd played. Um, and I'm sure there's other shooters of that area that did it earlier, but um that was just an awesome moment because half-life 2 had some scary moments in it um, oh fuck yeah yeah and the the play between dark and light you know where you actually had dark parts of the game and light parts of the game right that really didn't exist people tried to do it in other games like uh, i remember thief that had a a dark and light mechanic in in some of those i can't remember if it was in all of them or if it was just thief 2 or whatever but Anyway, you had to have a meter on the screen to tell you if you were in the dark or not, because the model was so uh, coarse, you couldn't tell just by looking at the environment, you know, what your sitch was. You had to check in with a meter on the screen, so. But I don't think you'd have to do that these days. You could make a lighting environment that is so, um, it has enough nuance, you can cue the player to whether they're hidden or not. Yeah, I think I think lighting along with water were two of the two of the things that uh, Valve themselves built into the Quake engine for the original Half-Life. So ha them having them having good like lighting and water effects in the Source engine isn't a surprise. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, one last thing before before wrapping up my tales. Mm -hmm. Uh, so. There's amazing stuff that you can do with shaders, right? Yeah. And all kinds one of, of the stuff. things that you can do is you can actually, you can actually like with this library of shaders, uh, cathode, cathode retro by deadly red cube on GitHub is you can actually make it look like, uh, like you were like, you were like watching something on like an old NTSC, uh, tube television, right? It, on like a, on like your flat screen it it does 
button that does like the scan lines and everything, right? It gives you that uh, CRT look. Mm -hmm. So this is this is something really neat. I just wanted to I just wanted to show off. Like go through, look at the look at the screenshots in there. All right, right? cathode retro. I'm yeah. sure it's it's not the same seeing a photograph versus seeing a video. If it's a shader. Yeah, it would be it would be nice if there were some video demonstrations of it. Does it add but you can even do things like you can see like it'll it'll even do like the tube curvature sort of stuff for back before everybody had the flat screen CRTs. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can see that in some of them. And cool. this led me to this led me to something else that was really interesting. There some guy is doing a uh, a series of articles on how shaders actually work called a journey into shaders. And I I'm linking the first part of it, right? In and it like goes like through the details, it shows you uh the code, it gives you information on like why they work the way they do. Uh some there're example codes that you can actually edit and it will it will re-render the results for you right then and there. Mm -hmm. So you can ex you can experiment uh, with what shaders do. Yeah, bookmarked. Mm hmm. So definitely, definitely, definitely uh, interesting for uh, anybody who's into like how do my video games work? Mm hmm. Right. Polynomial smooth min max cool. Yeah. So yeah, that that covers everything I've got for uh, I've got for this week. Okay, um, I'm going to push the Neo Leo stuff to next week. Um, one of them we're going to right. crap. Uh, the other one is uh, sports sports talk related. We don't need to get into that now. So I think unless there's anything else, I think we've arrived. I think so too, yeah. All right. Get the outro music going. Man, what a show. Really big show. Really big show. Opening and closing very big doors. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> and, all right well until next time i've been abel kirby i've been cold acid uh stay fruity boys adios watch out for the anomalies i had a good woman but she laid down honey and died oh i had a good woman but she laid down and died don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied.